This is a Career Channel program from UC San Diego Extension. Visit us at uctv.tv slash careers for videos, employment news, and trend articles to help recent college graduates and those in career transition bridge to better employment. Hello, my name is Jennifer Davies and I'm the Assistant Dean of External Affairs at UC San Diego Extension and this is another edition of Career Talk. Today I'm here with Phil Blair of Manpower San Diego and we're going to talk about networking, how to do it, how to jump in, and how to make it not miserable. Good afternoon, Phil. <laughs> Hi, Jen. <laughs> nice to be here. Uh, well, again, thank you for joining me. So networking is the thing, I think, that puts the fear of God in any potential job seeker. It, it, are there coping mechanisms? <laughs> or, or what's your, how, is there a strategy to kind of do it and make it less horrible? Networking is probably one step under giving a speech to 5,000 people, right, in, in Maslow's pain theory. <laughs> but it really doesn't have to be. It just means use the, your connections to open doors for your career change or your first job. And have fun with it. Really, I don't want people to curl up in a ball in the corner of the conference room and, and panic. The idea is... is People who know people who know people. And the first thing people say to me is, well, I don't know anybody. I just got out of the military. I just got out of school. I just moved to town. It doesn't matter who you know. It's who you know that knows people that knows people. The most recent um, research shows that 80% of jobs are found by networking. And that just means get the word out there that I'm looking for a job. And when you see an ad, you go online and you see that um, Qualcomm is hiring a skill set that you want to present yourself for, find somebody that works at Qualcomm. You go, I know, there's 30,000 employees. You probably know somebody who knows somebody. So use social networks, send an email out to all your contacts. Does anybody know anybody, ideally in the finance department at Qualcomm or any other department? And somebody says, oh, my uncle lives there, my neighbor, I work there. And the idea is just to learn about the company and ask them if they'll introduce you to the head of finance, if that's the department you're, you want to go to work for. So it's not that painful. <clears throat> and you may get some no's. Mm -hmm. Some, no, I'm not comfortable doing that. I don't know you well enough. You're a friend of a friend. I get it, right? But you'll be surprised how many often people say, I love working at Qualcomm. Sure, I'll be glad to come in at 10 o'clock on Tuesday and we'll walk down the hall and I'll introduce you to Joe. Bingo. That just... That gives you seven times the chance of getting that job if someone who is the decision maker knows someone who recommended you, right? Seven times the chance. So it's well, well worth the effort. So we, we, there's a couple different kinds of networking, right? There's networking like I'm looking for a new job in my current field. And that's in some ways not, if not eas easier, at least it's more it seems more linear, right? You probably know people, people in know, that they, industry, so you've got a Rolodex yeah. of names to start with. Right. Absolutely right. But when you're saying, like, you know, I hate being in finance, and what I really want, my dream is to direct. No, what I really want to do is work in nonprofit in program management or whatever career shift you want to make. Tell me how you approach networking there and how that's different and how, or how it might be just as similar. You start um, with volunteering in, at organizations that you would like to work at. You go to their committee meetings. You go to their luncheons. You um, read up on their topics that are important to them. 
you get involved in their circle of acquaintances so that you will meet people that work there. And of course, you just walk in the receptionist's desk and say, I'd like to apply for a job here, right? And nonprofits are very, very approachable, especially if you start, and I'd like to volunteer. I mean, like lights go on, you know, whistles happen. So get involved in that organization. You can't do it from afar. And it is clearly more difficult when you want to move, for example, to San Diego from Cincinnati. It becomes much more difficult. You need to get out here and start pounding the pavement and be here and be visible and, and show your commitment. But that, especially in nonprofits, start volunteering. And not just one. If, if, if cancer is your issue you're very concerned about, there are probably 20 nonprofits that deal with cancer. So approach them all especially, obviously, the ones you want to work for more, most uh, heavily. But be visible and get to know people around there. Once you start volunteering, you're going to get to know everybody in that department. You're going to meet people that other people that volunteer, they'll introduce you to people. Um, so it's a, it's a very active thing. It is harder when you're working somewhere and your boss is not the type that you can be caught job searching. I mean... Luckily, it's not that many, but there are companies that say, oh, I heard you're interviewing for another job. Today's your last day. Get out of here. If you're not loyal to us, move on. Most companies are very understanding that says, and I encourage you to go to your boss and say, I'm, I'm, I'm not fulfilled here, right? This is finance and it's for profit and my passion is nonprofit and it's cancer research or whatever it is. I want to be upfront with you and I want to take the next two, three, four months to research nonprofits that I can work at, and I hope I have your your understanding. Usually, and you need to peg your relationship with your boss, they go, good for you. I want you to be happy, Jen. So just work with me. Give me as much warning as you can, and let's start planning on your replacement. So it's a team effort, and they're very supportive because you want to use them as a reference. So if you don't have what I just described and you're afraid your boss will shut down on you, then you have to be very clandestine. And there, that's a whole different conversation about how we do that. But you still have to network, but you have to be very cautious. Yeah, it's always that interesting tension. Like you, if you are looking to make that move and you want to let people know that you're out there, but you're, you are concerned about your boss knowing, like, how do you kind of, is it like a vague, like, wink, wink? Hey, I I'm have not, a friend. <laughs> I'm very happy where I am, but, you know, I always want to explore the opportunities. I mean, how do you... How well, you may not... You may... I have a friend that's looking for a job in the non-profit oh, the old cancer friend research. Thing. The old friend. Yeah. I mean, and then these, those people roll their eyes like, oh, so you can't... You got to be clandestine in this, right? I got it. Oh, I have a could friend. I have your friend's resume? I've got a friend named Bill Blair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in those cases, you may want to structure that... Um, would you ask me for my resume, <laughs> you know, oh. so that I didn't overly send it to you? Because you may need, if, if it's that kind of situation, hey, I didn't solicit it. They asked me for my resume because a friend of mine told me about my passion to do. So, yes, there are some games you need to play if you have to. Mm-hmm. But as I said earlier, being honest with your boss. But you need to start going to association meetings. You need to start, as I said, volunteering. You need to do informational interviews. What's it like working for a nonprofit? I've, you know, boys work for for-profits. The budgets are entirely different. I mean, there are nonprofits that don't even have coffee available for guests. 
Who would who would do that? UCSD Extension didn't have coffee available, <laughs> but they did have tea, so they get kudos for that. But you just need to understand that because you don't want to dream that, oh, I'm going to quit this great job, which has a great trajectory for a career, join a nonprofit, go, oh, my gosh, I didn't miserable. know it was like this, and I didn't know they could only pay X, and I didn't know that there were big promotions. So understand, and what I say is eyes wide open. Just understand what you're getting into. So talk to people who work there. Talk to people who work in equal not maybe specifically the organization, but understand what nonprofits are like. Understand how everybody in a nonprofit is involved in fundraising, mm-hmm. right? And if that's a big turnoff for you, then um, reconsider that. But the important thing is do something, right? If your passion, you think your passion is nonprofits, research them, look at them, and then go, whoa, it's not at all what I thought it was. I didn't realize how happy I was here. Mm-hmm. Or it's just my department I don't like. I really do like ABC Company. Well, then network out of the department, not out of the company or out of for-profit. So I just want everybody to test things. I don't want them to be somewhere 20 or 30 years and miss their passion because they didn't have the nerve to try that field. And that's an interesting thing. So I think networking does take a certain level of nerve, right? And you, I don't know if you know this, are an extrovert. So you're very... It's very Really? <laughs> so it's very easy for you to go out there and say you know, hey, I'm looking to do this. I need to make this connection. Can you help me? What would you say to someone who that's not their natural resting state, right? Sure. I'll I'll tell you two examples I give give people. One is this as simple as standing in line at a grocery store and you're paying, right? And you're kind of bored. The people in front and behind you are bored because they're waiting to move on with their life. And you look at the magazines and the candies or whatever. Just turn to the one behind you and say, if you could eat all the candy, one one of these candies, and not gain one calorie, which one would you pick? And they'll laugh and they'll say, oh, M&M's, you know, something. Well, you just started a conversation with a complete stranger, right? And he went like, well, that wasn't that hard. And the person in front of you goes, oh, I'd pick Milky Way. You know, all I want you to start a conversation, right? So practice that. It's not that hard. And most people are thrilled to have somebody turn and talk to them. The other one is if you go into an event and you think, oh, I don't know anybody here. It's a luncheon. I don't know who I'm going to be sitting with or it's a it's a networking, you know, stand-up. You'll see someone else that is feeling very awkward and standing alone. Walk up to them and say, you don't know anybody here either, do you? Introduce yourself and all what you got, a buddy. And do you know the smile that's going to come on their face because you saved them? And then you see somebody else standing alone. Say, come on over. Meet us. You get those two going, and then you move on to somebody else. Is it uncomfortable for some people? Yes. I thrive on meeting new people, <laughs> and I love it. And, I, you know, you put me in a room alone, and I'd go crazy. But um, we need to do it, and we need to meet people, and we need to get out of our comfort level and, and out of our, our comfort box and, and think out of the box and meet new people. And at the end of it, you'll go, Oh, that was painful, but it was kind of fun. I met some interesting people today. And I guess the thing with networking in any part of a job search, there's always that fine line of being, you know, outgoing, uh, you know, aggressive what you want, and then becoming, like, creepy. So what is that like? <laughs> so is, is, stalker, I call Yeah, it. a stalker. Like, it, what, what is sort of the line of when you know that you're doing, you're being proactive enough, but not, like, in people's face? I mean, are there sort of don'ts in terms of networking? Well, there clearly all and are and I call it polite persistence and it's very judgmental and by far most commonly when I work with people 
they pull back too quick. They say, well, I called him a month ago and left a message. Well, a month is a century, you know, when you're going through voicemails or emails. So I tell people, get on the other side of the table and say, if a great new potential employee wanted to join your department or your company or your organization, how often would be, I'm impressed how persistent they are. They really must want to work here. And stalking, that you would go, this is the sixth voicemail today. This guy is weird. I'm on the verge of calling the police, right? There's two extremes. And then people, oh, oh, I think once a week, maybe once every 10 days. Okay, there you are. Just reverse roll mm-hmm. and say, oh, if somebody, they sent me a resume and then they left a voicemail and then they did an email and then they sent me an interesting article. I would be so much more impressed with that person than somebody that sent me a resume and then never contacted me again. I mean, what persistence do they have to to win the prize, right? They gave up so quickly. That's not who I want on my team. So it's an easy way to sort of say... Whatever I would be comfortable with is what I will do. Okay. And again, so we sort of talked about it at the beginning of the conversation, but you, you're going to face, there's going to be some people that are too busy or just that's not their in their DNA to kind of respond to that. So it's kind of like you have to play the averages, right, in, ter- in terms of how many people you contact, in terms of how you approach them. I mean, is, is there a strategy for like, I, for this job... I want to make a change. I don't know where I want to go. I'm not sure if I want to go to Qualcomm or whatever ABC company. Um, is it c- contacting 20 people? Is it contacting five? Do you start out with? As many as you need to. Mm-hmm. And you need to devote time to it. If, I, mean, I, I tell people who are not working, you have a job. And your job is to get your next job. And think of it that way. Get up in the morning, work out, shower, shave, get dressed, and go to work by networking, by sending out resumes, by polite persistence, by following up. Then you take a lunch break. Then in the afternoon, you go to events and you you work it. And you don't do honeydews. That's not when you paint the house. That's not when you clean the pool. That's right. You have a job and you need to, I don't mean lay around in your pajamas all day, right? You need to think like I'm going to work and I'm professional and I'm going to do that. If you are working, then devote a half an hour at every lunch break. And this is what I'm going to do tomorrow, and next week I want to do this. I want to make a minimum of 10 calls a week. I want to send five resumes out, and I want to go to two networking events a week. It takes time, and you're, it's going to eat into your family time and your free time. But you're not going to sit at your desk at a job you don't like, and miraculously somebody's going to send you an offer letter to the, your dream job. It will not happen. Really? You've got to get yourself... <laughs> I've been waiting for years and it hasn't happened to me. But um, is it uncomfortable, Jane? Yes, it is. But you'll get used to it and you'll go, I just met the most interesting person last night. The job wasn't right for me, but it was right for my buddy John and I put them in touch. Pay it forward. You hear about a job that's not right for you, you think, oh, who do I know that this would be perfect for and pay it for them because you want them to do that for you. You want to get 50 people out there going, Phil is looking for a job at a startup, innovative digital marketing company. And if I hear of anything, I know Phil wants to know about it. And I know he's out there looking for stuff for me. So it really is a network. It's not a transactional like I need this, so I'm going to do this. And it's just a one-way street. 
And so I think that if you do kind of orient your brain like that, like I have as much to give as I'm asking, then it's it makes it easier to make the ask. And keep a list of people as you meet them going, hey, let's work together on this. Here's my card. And of course, have a business card that is not your business that just says your name and contact information. And I suggest on the back of your card putting... I'm looking for a job in social media at an innovative company that's startup, ideally in the in the medical field or something. So that I give it to somebody three weeks later. Oh, Phil would be good for that. What was he looking for? Oh, and I flip it over and you know, and I see it on there. So you get 10, 20, 30, 40 people out there that you're helping network and they're doing the same for you. Then now you've got a whole team working for you. And it's and it, it works. It absolutely works. And I believe me, you'll become much more comfortable at it, and you'll meet a lot of interesting people. You'll meet some bozos, right? You'll go like, what a rude moo. And you forget it. Move on, because the next person is going to be great. Okay. So um, if you if you had you know one thing to say about, because we're going to be wrapping this up, if you had one, one trip, Trick, easy for me to say. <laughs> Tip or trick to say um, about what you would do for networking or your first step? Is it going to LinkedIn to see you know who you should go to? Is it you know what would be the first step? Well, the first is know what you're looking for. Okay. So that when you see it, you go, oh, bingo, right? So know what you're looking for. But that that's a different podcast to understand that part. But once you know this is what I'm looking for, then. How do I get myself in that environment? What luncheons do I go to? What association of uh, CPAs do I join? And now I go to a lot of boring lunches, but I'm surrounded by CPAs that are hopefully hiring. And that's networking. Get out of your comfort level, get away from your desk, and go out into the world and make it happen. Well, that sounds great. Thank you so much, Phil. You're welcome.